A young boy, Howard, stared out his window, looking up into the night sky in 1896. He admired the stars. His father had passed away recently from illness. Staring upward with a particular interest in the heavens, he pondered about the thin line between natural earth and everything else wondrous that we cannot see. By lamplight, his favorite book was by Edgar Allan Poe. It sat open, its cover rubbed over from use. In Howard's later adult years, he went on to identify weird fiction with more definition of his own kind, more unknown and supernatural within the body of the novel, shocking as some hinted at necrophilia. Weird fiction was no longer just stories of gothic ghosts and castles, Dr. Frankenstein, or Dracula. Weird fiction stretched its bony finger into the door of national publication, and Howard's particular stories are now understood to be the father of the horror fiction writing genre. Howard Phillips Lovecraft I'm Tasha Wheelhouse, and this is Copper Shock. The following story is understood to be true. I was back in college when this happened. The area I lived in had a dominant Christian faction. All of the students in my complex happened to be the same religion, so they all had church at the same time. Each week looked like a fire drill exodus to the church across my street. Entire student complexes would sit empty for at least an hour, while everyone sat still for mass in that pyre building. I was sick that morning with the flu, my head sweating and I in bed, happily watching Gossip Girl on Netflix while I cradled my emergency throw-up bowl in my right arm. Not glamorous. Even for being sick, I valued the idea of having the apartment all to myself for a bit. Don't get a lot of privacy when you share your room in college. The show had ended its seventh episode in a row, as Netflix popped up a notification asking me if I'm still watching. Cynically, I thought, stop judging me, Netflix. As I settled in, hugging my blankets around my body in a burrito style, I listened to the rhythm of my breath into my pillow. I'm about to doze off when I hear the front door click open. I waited for the sound of the front door to close again, but it didn't come. Why would they leave the front door open? My roommates always shout out hello when they come in, but that morning I distinctly remember that no one did. Groaning, I got up out of my bed, rather annoyed. It was winter, and the idea of not shutting the front door was bad. If they weren't going to shut it, then I would close it for them and complain about it later. To my surprise, the front door wasn't just cracked open a little bit like someone didn't shut it all the way. It sat all the way open in the cold draft. I was about to reach for the door to shut it when I heard a bedroom door at the end of the hallway quietly click shut. Almost like... Whoever was home wanted to be as quiet as possible. My stomach turns over, and I knew it wasn't from the flu. I felt unsettled, even unsafe, although I couldn't place why. I begin to walk down the hallway quietly toward the only closed door of bedrooms. 
a slight bang from behind the closed bedroom door. I'm feeling wide awake now, all of my senses telling me something is very, very off. I walk up to the door and knock. All the rustling inside the room falls quiet. I feel my heart pounding as I reach down to the doorknob and turn the handle. My mouth runs dry at what I see. My roommate's room is disheveled and ransacked. Drawers open with clothes thrown everywhere, bedding on the floor, her papers, binders, and textbooks tossed. At the center of this storm stood a man. He stared at me as I stared back in shock. Middle-aged with a scruffy salt and pepper beard, his skin weathered like old bent leather around his eyes. I am feeling speechless looking at him. After the pause, he gives me the most manic grin. I lost feeling in my fingers and toes from fear. He knew. He knew the apartment was completely vacated at this time of day. I could scream all I want and the chances of someone else being within earshot are slim. He took a step toward me. I'm your roommate's uncle. She wanted me to find something for her while she was out. She told me to come right in. He then reached his hand into his jacket pocket. He looked me up and down, trying to size me up. Which roommate? I said as forcibly as I could. His smile melted into a grimace that looked dangerous. I stepped back from the doorframe. He took a large stride toward me. I bolted to my room, not daring to look back. His footsteps pounded right behind me at my heels. I swirled around and slammed my bedroom door shut, catching his knuckles in the doorframe. He let out a loud howl, pulling his hand back. I successfully slammed my bedroom door shut, locking it. I propped the desk chair up against the door handle and found the next best thing I had in my room to defend myself. My Sensi candle. I figured throwing hot wax at him would be enough to defend myself and run past him if it came to that. My hands shook as I, for the first time in my life, had to dial 911 for the emergency line. I gave the dispatcher my apartment address and the description of the man. I was told to wait in my locked room until I heard policemen calling me to come out. The police gave us a short pep talk about making sure the doors are always locked, especially if you are home. Items are replaceable when damaged. People are not. Turns out, quite a few break-ins had happened over the last few months in my area. Students assume the area to be safe, so populated with college kids that it would be easy to spot an outsider. If an intruder figured out the rotation schedule for mass or school, the building is virtually empty and easy for robbing. No surrounding help to call for, if I screamed. I sold my contract for super cheap by paying part of the rent for the next tenant. I didn't tell her the full story as to why I was leaving, just that I wanted to move back with my parents for the next little while, and that it was personal. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe if you enjoyed this as I release stories here weekly at Coppershock. They may be based on true events or fictional. This recording is available on podcast. Please check out any additional content on our Coppershock Facebook page. Link in the description below. I'll see you next week.